doesn't matter where you're at. I am at my most comfortable place, talking to you about my story as an international student, and also my job seeking, my visa status, and all about that. And just want to thank you for your time to listen to my story. Hi everyone! Welcome back to "You're Not Alone," the H1B Talk podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary. Hi guys! So it has been two weeks since I launched my opening episode, and my original plan was to do one episode each week. And I already had a list of the guests that I want to interview. But you know, it's also my first time doing podcasts, and H one B looking for jobs sometimes can be a sensitive topic to my guests. I didn't know that until I did my first one with my best friend Karen. She was super nervous, and it took us like the whole afternoon for the interview, and because she was really nervous, so we decided to.、Um, Just to cool it down, and then gave her some time to really think what she wants to talk about on my podcast. So to give Karen an example, and also all of my future guests, that this podcast is really just to give you guys a platform to share about your stories, your unique stories. So I decided to interview myself since I'm the host. And this feels really weird, cause I'm literally having a conversation with myself. I try to just do voice memos on my phone, but I'm not really used to talking to my phone. So when you are listening to this podcast, for the behind the scene, I'm actually recording a video, but just using the audio part. I just came back from a road trip from San Diego, and to be honest, I'm a little bit tired. But on the way back, me and my friend, we were just talking about my podcast, and she said, "You have a calming voice," and I was like, "Ooh!" That just gave me a little bit more motivation to record the next episode. I just showered. I'm wearing my PJs. I'm on my couch, my most comfortable place, and I am ready to share with all of you my story. I don't know where you're listening to this. Maybe you're on your daily commute, and maybe you're running on the treadmill. But doesn't matter where you're at. I am at my most comfortable place, talking to you about my story as an international student, and also. My job seeking, my visa status, and all about that. And just want to thank you for your time to listen to my story. So where should I begin? This does feel a little bit weird because it's currently one thirty a.m. You know how when you're living by yourself, you don't usually talk to yourself out loud. I have an inner voice, but. You know, is never an out loud conversation with myself, but I'm always up for new experience. Let me start off with my background and experience. So I came to the states in 2015, when I was 17 years old. 
came to the States for college, and I went to UC Davis where I majored psychology and communications. Did the 17 years old Rosemary think that she'd want to stay in the US for work? Uh uh. I chose psychology as my major because I really wanted to become a psychologist or a therapist. And I knew about that when I was really young. And that was also the reason I came to the States for college because I knew the study of psychology here is more advanced and systematic. I graduated college in three years and one quarter, which I'm really proud of because by the age of 20, I graduated college with double majors and honors. I had a really wholesome college life. Davis is a small college town in Northern California. Before I went to Davis, I knew nothing about it. And I'm originally from a small city in China, so I thought, ooh, small city girl go to a small city in the US, perfect fit. But the small city in the US is nothing like a small city in China. My city has 7 million population, where Davis only has probably we're looking at 60,000 people, where half of the population is UC Davis related. During my years at Davis, I did all kinds of stuff. For example, I was an orientation leader. I was a volunteer for incoming international students. I was a research assistant for a personality psychology lab, for a communications lab, and also in my last year, I did a mental health research project with two other friends. I was also a student advisor. I was a marketing intern for the psychology department. Gosh, I was, I really did a lot of things during college. Because I really want to become a therapist, I even thought about of going to a uh, doctor of psychology program. But I couldn't imagine myself still be on a college campus for another five years. You know, sometimes life is very interesting. So during my last quarter at Davis, I had a um, public relations class where I really fall in love with the subject because I see public relations sits at the intersection of psychology and communication. And during that time, I was thinking about going to grad programs, but my main focus was on psychology programs because I was still on track for, you know, either doing a uh, PhD or PsyD program later or would just settle with anything psychology related. But that class totally changed my path. And after doing some research of the program, my top one was USC Annenberg's uh, Master of Arts in Strategic Public Relations. I applied and I got it. And I moved to my favorite city, Los Angeles, in 2019. 2019 was a major year for me. First, I moved to LA 
Second, I was living by myself for the first time, and also it was a um it was my first time actually started to think about my career, since I was in the public relations program, I got to know the different types of jobs in the PR world, and usually is um、uh, either at an agency or the client side, and with an agency, people get to work with various industries. And you learn faster, and you grow faster. Whereas、uh, on a client side, you have in-depth knowledge of the brand and also the industry, and probably have the opportunity to work with an agency. And because I didn't get so many opportunities to work off campus during my years in Davis, I was really eager to find an internship so I can apply what I was learning from class into practice. Also, I was so new to this PR world. I didn't know where to start. So I actually went to my school's website, and I checked out where all the graduates went to work. And I found out this PR and marketing agency that specialized in overseas Chinese market. At that time, my goal was still to go back to China to work. So I thought, wow. An agency that work with the overseas Chinese population is great for my resume because I not only gain some overseas work experience, but also this can be something, you know, transferable when I go back to China. So I applied for an internship and I got the opportunity. That internship was actually my introduction to the PR world. I'm really thankful for having an opportunity where I could use both Mandarin and English. As the working language, and the team was very supportive. I even got to make some good friends through that internship. And skills-wise, I was able to do、uh, a lot of copywriting for brands, and also translating content and localization,、um, helping managing their social media accounts. For example, WeChat and Weibo.、Um, I also did a lot of like、uh, competitor analysis and fashion or lifestyle. And even tourism market trends reports. I was able to work with some big name brands, for example, Lancome, David Yerman, MoMA, and NYC. And on the tourism side, I worked with、uh, Arizona Office of Tourism and Utah Office of Tourism. During that internship,、um, the ideal career path for me started to getting clear. I still wanted to go back to China for work. And maybe at an international agency, and on their fashion or lifestyle team with on-campus involvement. Because I come from a research university background, I still very much wanted to participate in research projects, especially you know, public relations related. Because I always believe that, you know, in every industry, research is an indispensable part. And research is like the backbone for a lot of strategies and tactics. So I became a graduate researcher with USC Center for PR team. I worked with a diverse team, and we published the report. It's called the Trends and Best Practices in Brand Purpose Communication. So if you're interested, you can search the title on Google, and you can have a look. As I mentioned, my goal was to. Go back to China and probably work at an agency. So both the internship and the research project happened a couple months before the pandemic hit. 
Speaking of the pandemic, it was like a turning point for my international student life and also my career path. My program shifted online and the outbreak just getting started in the U.S. And also I wanted to have some, you know, internship experience in China. So I went back and did an internship and my classes at the same time. And I have to say it was not an easy experience because it was my first time working in China ever. Like, I honestly had some reverse culture shock because I never worked in China. I don't have much friends in China at that time. And also, um, I stayed at a hotel during the entire time of my internship because it was not easy to find short-term housing in Shanghai. I felt like a total stranger to my home country. That was also like my first time having an identity crisis. I didn't know who I was. I'm Chinese, but you know, I'm not used to the Chinese environment. I'm definitely not American, but I also have, you know, some American influence on me. Internship in Chinese time and having Zoom classes in Los Angeles time was definitely not easy for me. Like, I honestly feel stuck and my mental health was actually really affected, even though I didn't want to admit at that time. I really wanted to go back to the States, but, you know, my visa happened to expire and the U.S. Embassy remained closed in China during the pandemic. Well, this is actually a whole other story I could talk for hours and hours. Uh, but I eventually went to Singapore to renew my visa and was able to uh, go back to the States at the end of 2020 after my nine months stay in China. At that time, I only had one semester left for my graduate program and it was already time for me to you know start applying for full-time jobs and applying for OPT and also uh, networking with industry professionals and it was still in the middle of the pandemic so everything was actually hard for you know every job seeker in the US but it was actual actual hard for international students because of the visa sponsorship and during that time the US and China relation wasn't so good. But still, I feel I was very lucky because I was able to get a um, full-time internship at a very large agriculture company where I worked remote, but I stayed very close to my team. I was working on the corporate communications team. I wanted to stay in the US to work at least for the duration of my OPT because I really wanted to see, you know, to get a comparison of which country fits me better, US or China, just in terms of the working environment and professional development. And during the job seeking process, I realized that it was really hard for me as an international student to find an entry-level PR position with agencies because usually agencies won't sponsor intra-level positions they usually sponsor like manager level or even higher like director or vp levels 
I'm the type of person who usually, you know, focus on the positive side and what things can bring me in terms of learning. So I found out that maybe it'll be easier for me to find an internship, and I'll just start with an internship and see if that can lead me to a full-time position. I started my internship in early August. And it's supposed to last only ten weeks, but it got extended to the end of the year, which was um, December twenty twenty one. But since um, the H one B process usually starts in the beginning of a year, I had to have the conversation with my team, but unfortunately, they were not able to give me a clear green light on sponsorship. So I had to look for something else that could, you know, provide me with the sponsorship. And I have to say, I was very lucky because I have a friend who referred me to a marketing associate position with a startup in LA. And the best news is that they sponsor. So I just took that job opportunity. Twenty twenty two was quite an eventful year for me. First, I started my new job. My first full-time job, I was on my way to financial independence. I also experienced burnout. My H-1B didn't get draw. I also had a car accident, and I quit my job after four months. Imagine that you just started your new job, and you found out it was not the perfect fit for you, and you were so stressed, you were so scared because you needed the H-1B sponsorship. You know how growing up in a、uh, traditional Chinese family, usually parents don't、uh, encourage kids to quit their job. From their perspective, they want you to adjust yourself to the environment. And I think growing up, getting that mindset imprinted on me, I still had the feeling that, okay, even this job. I knew it was not a fit for me. I should still, you know, stay with it. I actually first had the idea of quitting, like three weeks in, but you know, three weeks is too short of a time to, you know, say if a job is a fit for you. That was my mindset. So of course I would stay longer just to get an experience of if this job is for me or not. Then two months in. Nothing has changed. I still wanted to quit. Four months then, okay, I quit. Guys, just from my experience, that once you had the idea of quitting, you would probably quit like ninety percent. I actually learned a lot from my quitting and my last job experience. Cause first, quitting is very empowering. Cause before I did quit my job. It was really scary, and it was kind of like an end of world to me to some point because you know I've never done it. I just started my job, and now I wanted to quit. But you know, guys, this is like regardless of sponsorship. If you feel the job is not the right fit for for you, you know, only you know yourself the best. Like other people's voices are not as important as yours. Like. Only you can feel what you're feeling. I learned that I have to trust my feelings and my judgment, even though a lot of times my mind 
is telling me that, oh, you should do this and you should do that. But only if you trust your feelings, you make the right choice for yourself. I also learned that I'm definitely an internally motivated person. Like、um, having sponsorship can only be so attractive to me. It wouldn't be my motivation to, you know, stay at a job. But since I'm an internally motivated person, the H1B thing is kind of like a dilemma to me sometimes. I wouldn't work just for the sponsorship, but if I don't have the sponsorship, I probably can't stay with, you know, a job for a really long time. If I don't, you know, keep enrolling myself into schools to maintain my visa. But H one B is just the very first step of an international student being able to stay in the U S. and work because you know it's lottery based. Even if the employer, you know,、um, sponsors me, I don't know if I would get draw. So I actually think that you know, in twenty twenty two, I didn't get selected for H one B. It's the best scenario for both me and the employer. Because even if I did get the H one B, I wouldn't stay with the company. So that just you know, like a waste of resource. So I would rather have somebody else who really wanted the H one B to get them. After quitting my job and also because I had a car accident, so I really, really, really needed some time just to rest and take care of my mental health and. Figure out ways to, you know, stay in the U.S. And the easiest way for me to stay is to, you know, go back to school. But since I don't really want to do another degree program, and I was also short in time, I decided to, you know, do a certificate program. And if you know me, I'm a big coffee enthusiast. And one of my dreams is to open a coffee shop, but. You know, I never get a chance to write a business plan, so I enrolled myself into this entrepreneurship certificate with UCLA Extension. It's not easy for an international student to find a job in the U.S., and it's also not very easy for an international student to, you know, start their own business. The certificate program I was in doesn't provide any sort of work authorization. For off-campus opportunity besides OPT, but since I already used up my OPT from my master's level, so I wasn't able to use one from a level below. So I just sort of returned to a full-time student life, but still hoping to, you know, one day I could either work at a coffee shop or become a coffee shop owner. I am still always thinking about how to open the coffee shop, and during my time with UCLA Extension, I networked with a lot of coffee industry professionals. I even went to a coffee expo in LA last September. Fast forward to 2023, I finished my certificate this March. But you know, I still need to find a job. I took a freelance opportunity with. An education firm in the Bay Area, and they agreed to, you know, sponsor me and do the H one B lottery. But guess what? This year I still didn't get draw. But you know, I am very zen.
I am very zen about it because this is something you know based on pure luck and something I don't have any control with. So I'm just gonna go easy on myself. I'm currently doing a、uh, MBA program and also still looking for full time opportunities. Did I ever imagine that I would quit my job, go back to school? And then still looking for full time jobs while in school. No, I didn't expect any part of it. But guys, this is life. Life is full of surprises. And whatever life gives you, treat it as a lesson. Focus on what you can learn from all of your experience, no matter if it's good or bad. Because I always think that everything is a blessing in disguise. I definitely think my purpose is to get to know myself better, to discover the different sides of myself, and find out what I really want to do, have a goal in mind, make actionable steps, and achieve it. If you ask me where I'm up to right now, for sure is, you know,、um, Keep doing the MBA program, keep looking for jobs, and just go with the flow. I used to try to control my life so much to a point if I don't have a goal, I don't know what to do. But you know, the past few years, like life has taught me that there are a lot of things that are out of my control. So I shouldn't, you know, have too much pressure on myself. I should have a good relationship with myself and my goals. Officially, I've had a little bit more than one year relationship with H1B, and、uh, my job seeking experience has been,、mm, I would say, about two years now. What I've learned is that, guys, network is more important than, you know, just cold applying because. The、uh, opportunity that I got was through a friend's referral. And the current freelance job I've been doing is through referral as well. Don't use networking as a tool to find a job, but use networking as, you know, part of your lifestyle just to get to know people because you never know who's going to be the next person to lead you with an opportunity. Networking to me is really to spend time. To learn about each other's story. So, if you're listening to this podcast and you've listened this far, you're actually networking with me by hearing my whole story. And I want to say thank you. It really takes a village to find a job. And it's kind of like snowballing. You should、uh, spread the word to as many people as possible. For the job seeking experience to be effective and efficient, the more people know of you and know that you're in the job market, the more opportunities we'll be able to get more interviews, more leads, or even better, more friends along the way, right? Alright, friends, I am currently looking for full time entry level jobs in PR, communications, and marketing. So if you have any leads, please connect me on LinkedIn. I'll drop my LinkedIn profile in the description section. Or just, you know, simply connect with me. I'm always up for learning people's story. Or if you want to be featured on my podcast, send me a message. 
Just I'm recording this podcast, I got a rejection letter from Cos, the clothing brand, one of my favorite clothing brands. And if you ask me how I'm feeling right now, I feel nothing, honestly. Because, you know, to me, hearing anything, like having a result is already a good thing. Because I personally think that getting a job is like a two-way selection. I select you. I submitted my job application. If you like me, we move on to an interview. If you don't like me, okay, send me a rejection letter. I don't like, you know, just like sending out applications and then I hear nothing back from the company. But also I understand, you know, sometimes like the hiring process can be really slow. Like to me personally, it doesn't matter if it's good news or bad news. Just tell me the truth. I want to hear it. I think for me to better interview or guide my guests to share their stories, I have to do this myself first to have the first-hand experience and to see how difficult it can be to tell your stories using your second language and also speak to a public audience about something that can be really sensitive to you and this can also be something that you don't really share with other people it's kind of private and also you only share among your circles like the international student circles and that's why i want to do the podcast for us using english to share to more audience because i think everyone's story deserves to be heard It doesn't matter how many people will hear it, but as long as there's one audience, I think it has value for us to share. And that is my goal. And we are doing it. Alright guys, thank you so much for your time, for tuning into my story. And please subscribe to this podcast if you want to stay updated to the newest content and you can also go follow the podcast instagram it's called the h1b talk i sometimes share some behind the scene and also previews of the podcast and i will also try my best to update weekly if not i'll do it bi-weekly all right guys i'll see you next time and you're listening to you're not alone the h1b talk i'm your host rosemary peace Thank mm-hmm. you.